Hi, and welcome to the London and Newcastle podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Andrea Buzani about Erasmus and whether or not you should go on an Erasmus if you're thinking about it. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with us today. Um, so I was just wondering maybe if you want to introduce yourself and tell the listeners what you do. Uh, hi, yes, I'm Andrea. I'm 27 years old. I come from Milan in Italy and I studied medicine uh, in Milan and I moved recently about a year and a half ago to the Netherlands where I'm trying to build a life. So right now I'm working at the blood bank and in March as everything is, if everything goes well. I will be able to start working as a doctor somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, a few words about me. Yeah. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, your sort of journey to, to leaving Milan um, started with your experience as an Erasmus student. Would you agree with that? Um, yes and no, because I think since I was maybe 13, 14, um, I started having this idea of a bit of wanting to explore and wanting to maybe go study at an international university and then try to leave. But it was just, you know, like a sort of dream, nothing really concrete, like a little thing in the dream in the closet, as we say in Italian. (laughs) Um, And then once I started university and then I managed to leave and live in the in France and then Germany for a while I realized how much doable that is that I I didn't think it was gonna be that easy (laughs) Uh, okay yeah so definitely being abroad and uh, helped me realize that it's totally doable yeah so kind of yeah so you kind of had the idea it was something that you were always interested in and then doing that Erasmus just gave you the confidence maybe to realize that you could manage in a country um, like apart from the one where you grew up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I would say so, yes. Yeah. And how did you find, so your first experience was France, right? Yes. And then uh, Germany, was that in consecutive study years or did you have to... Um, study in between um, so during the fourth year of my university career I went to France then because the application period is in February and the school year starts in September and goes till June or something um, I didn't think it was very smart to go back to Italy just to apply for another Erasmus for the next year when the first one wasn't done yet you know and also officially you're not allowed to spend any time in your country if the school year there is still going on and so yeah officially they could have you know had the problems with that but yeah and i think that um, most like a normal degree course you wouldn't be allowed to do two is was it because that you were doing a longer degree that you were able to do two in the same yeah, that's uh, that's correct. I think since 
the year after I went on Erasmus for the first time, I think that was 2014, 2015, if I'm not wrong, um, they introduced this new rule that because before you could do it only once, it didn't matter how long, how many months or you would be abroad, mm -hmm. you could do it only once in your studies mm -hmm. and one time per study. So if you do two degrees, then you can do it twice. And since 2015, you can at least Italy or my university agreed to this new rule that is um, you can spend a number of months abroad that is proportional to the number of years that you're studying. So if you do a three year degree, you can do a total of 12 months and you can split it up whatever way you want. Once, 12 months, two mm -hmm. times, six months, three times, four months. Um, and since okay. I was studying for six years, that was 24 months in total. And I tried to use them all. Yeah, yeah. And so did you find like, how were those? I mean, obviously, two very different experiences. But um, how did you, you find them? Were they both uh, like, in terms of your studies? Did you feel that they were advantageous? Or did you feel that it set you back in any way? What would you say sort of like the, uh, the outcome of those two Erasmus experiences was? Uh, sorry, Alessia, I'm, I lost you for a second. I couldn't hear you for a few seconds. Okay, I um, missed the question. Yeah. So I was just saying, like, how did you find those two experiences? I imagine that um, France and Germany obviously were very different in their experiences. But did you feel uh, in terms of your studies that uh, they were advantageous or did you feel that you were set back in any way? Mm, so... I would say that compared to my classmates, the people I was studying with in, in Milan, yeah. uh, both times I was learning less in a way, because in Italy we study a lot of theory, we have a lot, uh, many hours of classes, uh, a lot of oral exams. So they force you to learn a lot of things. And for the exam, you have to know everything. Um, yeah. Well, for example, in France, what they do is well, what they did in my university in France, in Bordeaux. Um, all exams or most exams were on iPad and it was like multiple choice. You never knew how many answers were correct among the five possibilities that you had. And it was everything was very um, practical. So you had a case, like a little story of a patient and they would ask you, um, what do you do? What's the first step? What do you do next? And if you find this, what would you do mm -hmm. then? Instead of all the theory behind the diseases or, you know, yeah. so it was very, what do you do instead of tell me what you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, in um... Germany was also kind of the same. Yeah, it was also written exams, multiple choice. And people have, <laughs> the German students made up a, a very cool website where you they could store all the questions over the previous exams and because often <laughs> they would be you know just drawn from a pool of questions you would have repeat questions and uh, a lot of people okay. just studied with that which is not the point yeah. <laughs> but uh, no <laughs> but on the other hand you learn well two things first of all the medicine 
or studying medicine is not the same wherever like in the whole world you would think medicine is one we all do things more or less the same um mm -hmm. but in the university it changes a lot i was surprised to see how different you could study medicine in two different three different yeah. countries and um yeah the second thing is you learn that theory or the way you do it is not necessarily the best one or it's not the only mm. one. So I guess you learn something yeah. uh, that is maybe not related to 100% to the subject, but mm -hmm. it's something that you can take with you that uh, there's different ways to do things. So yeah. I would say it enriches you somehow. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is definitely a life skill that, um, you know, is definitely really important and valuable, I'd say, because when you find yourself, um, maybe not everyone will, will have like uh, the courage or even the desire to change countries, but you are going to find yourself, no matter what you study, you're going to find yourself speaking to somebody or interacting in some professional way with someone who isn't from the same country as you and understanding that people approach situations and problems differently to you is it's really important and I think like it goes beyond what a lot of people don't maybe don't realize is that uh, it goes beyond language so like did you find that the the language barriers were the were, were an issue or did you also have um like some difficulty adjusting to the cultural sort of side of things um well at the beginning of course the language is a bit of a problem as in yeah you cannot express yourself the way you would like to and you cannot understand everything people say maybe people try to be nice to you but you cannot react to the proper way because you're not really <laughs> understanding what they're saying um yeah but the cool thing about studying abroad is that you sit in a classroom and you are forced to listen to a teacher that speaks the language and then in my case mm -hmm. i also had to work at the hospital like uh, help the wow, doctors yeah. at the hospital also in the language so the learning process is very much sped up so you are forced to learn very quick um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah and the culture it's yeah well for example <laughs> uh, italians are very picky about food and whenever they go abroad they are super critic about what people cook and how people eat and stuff like that and two Erasmus yeah. years in France and Germany taught me, made me a very more, um, much more, I don't know, accepting person. I don't complain so much anymore. <laughs> I appreciate the way people do things differently. Um, yeah. And you get used to the culture and you learn to love some things about the country where you are. And you, but it also makes you, I don't know, miss some things from your own country. So that, yeah. you know, you're happy to be there and you're happy when you go back. <laughs> and uh... Exactly. Yeah. And I think by being exposed to all of those different languages and different cultures, you get to um, kind of pick the best bits. Like you can take what you like and say, OK, this is really great about the way um, things are done in France. And this is great about the way that things are done in Germany. But um, I prefer other things that we do at home like you were saying and so you can kind of 
piece together (laughs) like you know all the all the things that you like and I I just think that's so valuable I think that's such an important life lesson you know yeah I'm very 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 happy that I had the chance to do this twice yeah and yeah yeah I can only recommend everyone that has a chance to do the same because it's actually a yeah a really life-changing experience you you learn a lot and yeah it gives you it allows you to find resources within yourself that you didn't know you had like mm. and people will be like oh i would never be able to learn the language in such a short time like but once you go there and you sit in the class and you have to do this and you have to survive you have to go to a supermarket people don't speak english yeah i mean yeah that uh yeah you'll see that it actually it's actually possible mm-hmm. definitely and um so so your experience overall then was positive yeah sure recommend it to other people yes Uh, Um, there were also negative things for example i changed houses a few times in france and i didn't like all of my flatmates there were some like fights mm -hmm. or places where i didn't like to be so that i changed house because i didn't feel at home but Mm -hmm. (laughs) the longer um i mean the longer time passes let's say the nicer the memory you know all the negative things are kind of fading away slowly (laughs) and all the good things are coming back and when you think about your husband you just see the beautiful amazing things and you kind of forget yeah Yeah. Um, um did you find it isolating like did you did you feel lonely um at all or was it pretty was it easy enough to make friends um just as soon as university starts they i mean at least in the two universities i've been they put all the erasmus students together the four of the exchange students together so that they meet each other and they get all the info useful information about the school year in one setting in one sitting and um that's like the first way you can start making friends because everyone goes to the country alone mostly and so we're all kind of (laughs) trying to fill all the gaps that are left because our friends are at home our family is at home so there's a lot more free time (laughs) when you're not at university and there's really like space to make friends and everyone has the same so in the beginning friendships go very very fast and in the um, uh, later in the year the groups are formed so then you see that it kind of becomes okay. same as home so you have your friends and that's that it doesn't change so much yes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's so by i guess by you know the because the university is organizing it there are some structures in place to help you meet people which is great because i think that would probably be a big reservation that a lot of people have is um you know, am I going to just be stuck in a foreign country on my own kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I would say that because it's all students and because we're in the same situation, it's very easy. And it's harder mm. to make friends with the natives that are there. It's absolutely really? possible. Yeah. <laughs> but usually, uh, I don't know, um, in the city where you live, you have your friends, you have your family. And I'm not sure you're even aware of all about all the foreign students there are studying at university or in your school um Mm. most people have never met an erasmus student during their career and there's 
of hundreds of them everywhere in the world, it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, yeah, it wasn't always <laughs> super yeah. easy just because, yeah, yeah. They're, they're little groups and it's difficult to breach through their walls and yeah. become friends, but it's absolutely possible. And um, did you find that um, when you came home, you, like, or back to Italy, you were more, like, you were looking out for Erasmus students to see, like, if you could reach out to them at all? Uh, absolutely. Um, first of all, the first thing I did when I came home is I, um, how to say, I volunteered to become um, mm -hmm. Erasmus guide sort of things there. So okay. I wanted to help or volunteer at the Erasmus yeah. Association in Milan. And they, they organize events for the Erasmus students. They mostly events and parties and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So I did that for a year. Yeah, after so it definitely France. makes you aware. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and luckily or by chance to that year that I just came back from France, six Erasmus students were in our class, all from Poland. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, and I became really good friends with them. And I, I really, oh, that's great. you know, like the first thing I did is like, uh, I gave them my phone number. It's like, I know how confusing it is to arrive in a country where you don't know anything and anyone. Um, so if you need anything with documents or this or that, or if you want have tips about where to go, just send me a text and I will help you. Or if you want to do something when I don't have when I'm free, why not? And I became very good friends with them, and we did a lot of things together. Yeah. And then they went back yeah, to Poland. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you kind of even came home with a like a um, broader. Um, I want to say, I mean, I don't know what the right way to say it is. But know, like greater awareness of. Yes, you know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the Erasmus students around exactly. me and how that feels. Yeah. Because most yeah, people don't know exactly. how that feels, and once you do it yourself, you have a very clear picture of what it exactly what it's like. Yeah, like you can put yourself in their shoes and realize that it's it can be really hard. Um, and did you find yourself ever uh, kind of having FOMO about what was happening home, like that your friends were moving on, or uh, that you were getting left out of like fun activities? Did you find that at all, or? Were you kind of happy, like happy enough where you were? Um, mostly I was happy enough where I was, but most because <laughs> I saw that things were kind of all, always the same at home. Like they were. Okay. And when I came back, I was a bit disappointed that everything was literally 100% the same way I left it one year before. And inside you yeah. feel so changed. You feel, you feel like, yeah you feel like a different person and mm -hmm. when i came back and i saw how the world hasn't changed one bit <laughs> and mm. it was very difficult to come home that way you know it was yeah. nice to see yeah. my friends yeah. it was nice to do the usual things but uh yeah people didn't understand what was going on inside me or what had been going on inside me and so i guess yeah. that also made me want to do it again <laughs> <laughs> and um did you find did you feel that it set you back in any way in terms of your um studying or i mean i know you mentioned that the um 
exam system and all of that was different, but did you feel that it set you back time-wise or anything like that, or did it not impact you at all? The first Erasmus didn't really do much because I took exams in a different order than what I would have done in Italy. So I was actually ahead the next year. I was just had to do a few small exams from the year before, and then half of the classes I didn't have to take because I had done it in France. Um, mm -hmm. Well, the second Erasmus, because I took it during the last year. And yeah, after you come back, you have to write a thesis and I wanted to stay there as long as possible. So that, uh, yeah, made me graduate in the last possible session, let's say. So maybe okay. if I had not gone, I would have graduated six months earlier or something like that. But okay. I okay. was totally aware that that was going to happen and I was just absolutely yeah. fine with it. And it's not like I yeah. was late or anything. It's just. No, it was a decision that you, you made going in. You knew that uh, you would have to come home and, and do that thesis. Um, and in terms of your grades, did you feel like that suffered in any way or um, how did it impact that? Well, especially in France, in France, they're very strict because, um, yeah, the grades work differently. Um, it's impossible. I've never seen it happen, at least to get the maximum at, in an, the maximum grade in an exam. It's not possible. They devise the exam in such a way that, yeah, that's really not possible because the questions that they ask are not in textbook. They have not talked about talked about it in the class. So maybe you can reason a bit, but it's impossible that you get one hundred percent. So then, when you come home, you should have good teachers that uh, that know how it works in France, for example, because mm -hmm. some universities yeah. it depends on the university and on the teachers um they take that into account so if you get uh, um 15 out of 20 let's say they just give you the maximum because they know how hard it is and some other places they just you know translate the grade in your own grade yeah convert it in your own grading system like mathematically yeah. without any um so mm, that happened that, with really me in france yeah. and but then you also learn that grades are not that important. Yeah. Uh, it's really just a number. And yeah, the yeah, things no I learned. Yeah, yeah the, the things I learned, first of all, in abroad, not in Italy, in this case, um, people don't really care about the grades that much. It's, it's just really just a number. They want to pass and they want to know the things they have to know. And that's it. In Italy, yeah. they have a different culture where grades are really important. You want to compare yourself to the others, but. <laughs> I gave that up yeah. after France because, yeah. So you said that um, in France or after your experience in France, then it kind of changed your approach or your mindset to your marks. Um, but did you do you feel like it impacted your work ethic at all? Or was it more just uh, the way that you had a better perspective of your marks? Um, it did not impact my work ethics at all. Nah. It was just um, the way you live university, let's say. So, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, you know, you do your best. You want to learn the things you have to learn. Sometimes teachers yeah. have their own little passions and their own 
they're kind of geeky about some subtopics of uh, their own subject. Um, but you should, you know, take everything they say with a little bit of uh, criticism as in, is this something I really need or is it something they really like? Um, okay. yeah. And sometimes you'll be like, yeah, maybe this little page of the book, it's not that important, even if the teacher spends so much time about it. And it doesn't matter even if they ask, you know, like if we have to choose what to study in the best possible scenario, you would have time to learn everything the same way. But sometimes you have to focus your attention on the most important things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd be like, yeah, maybe the list of all the medicines that exist for this specific disease, eh, whatever. I will not know the names. I will just know how they work. Mm -hmm. So exactly. that kind of thing. So, so, exactly. And even if yeah, they ask me the names scale. and my grade is one point lower, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Um, that's yeah. kind of the reason. Well, it sounds, yeah, it sounds to me, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but it sounds to me like you kind of shifted away from a uh, sort of perfectionism, like it had to always be perfect. Uh, mark wise to kind of realizing okay that isn't the point of why I'm studying I'm studying yeah. for a number of other reasons obviously the most important of which is to come out with a degree but there are other skills that are more important than a, the mark on a on a piece of paper yes absolutely yeah, yeah yeah absolutely especially when you study something like medicine where you you know the point is not even the degree itself which you need, no, exactly. <laughs> but uh, um, it, knowing yeah, enough to be able to help people. Up. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, yeah, that exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that is really, really valuable, and it's actually it's going to be a topic for a, a future podcast. But it's something that I, I have to be honest and say I really struggle with is is just seeing that mark on the page. That's not what you had hoped for. It's not what you worked for. Um, but sometimes, like, there's other other things in play I mean in my case it was like a family and sure, yeah. a, a life outside of college that I couldn't I couldn't give more you know I, mm. I was giving as much as I could and probably even still like killing myself a little bit over it um and sometimes like you you have to let it go a little bit uh not and that's as you said like it didn't affect your work I think it's not to say oh now I don't care um it's just to sort of have a, a better life view of it if I could say, if I could put it that way uh, and just to realize that you know remarks on on everything in the long term yeah it's actually very positive or it was very positive in my case because you're much more relaxed like there's many yeah there's yeah. fewer things that are worry you university wise you you can focus more on the important things yeah and I think yeah that's that's a really interesting point actually um like you you come away with from what even just chatting to you for the last couple of minutes it sounds like you've come away with life skills that uh, people you know will only get after 10 years of experience sometimes and you had that all concentrated into your degree as well so that's <laughs> like that's really positive I'd say um definitely like just from what you you've been telling me so far yeah yeah um, yeah and just in terms of like post-graduation then um so you said you you've been working in the Netherlands um do you feel like I mean I asked you this a little bit in the beginning but um 
Do you feel like the Erasmus had any impact on your decision to um, live in the Netherlands or uh, was it just that, you know, desire to be um, outside of Italy? Um, well, the desire to be outside of, of Italy is, has always been there since I started university. Mm. It grew stronger. I went on Erasmus. I knew for sure that I didn't want to work in Italy. Um, and the choice of the Netherlands is, was very casual, as in I was studying in Germany the second year. Mm-hmm. And um, I very close to the border with the Netherlands, and I went to the Netherlands a lot on holiday, and, okay. like visiting people okay. I knew, and yeah. I saw how beautiful it is, how everything okay. works yeah. better than in Germany, better than in Italy, and <laughs> it's so tiny, and I liked it a lot. So it was really because I was next to it. And I had the chance to go there a few times. I realized that, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't want to go back to Germany and live there my whole life. But the Netherlands okay. is a totally different story. Um, so I, I tried and uh, I went and I liked it a lot. So I stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And do you feel like, because uh, you said you will be hopefully beginning to uh, begin to practice yeah. next, was it April? March, Did you yeah, say March? March, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like the decision to leave then um, impacted your sort of career path or do you do you see it as like a, a positive thing? Um, well, it slowed it down because had I stayed in Italy, for example, or maybe even in, in France or Germany, I kind of had a good a picture of what I needed to do to start working there. Um, especially in Italy, you don't need anything special. You just need your degree <laughs> and then you can yeah. immediately start after taking one exam and that's it. Very, and everyone does it. It's the path is very clear. Um, mm-hmm. by choosing the Netherlands, so a different country with a different language, I made it longer for myself, but having lived in France and Germany before and having to learn the language and get used to a new place also made it easy in a way because i knew what was was yeah what was waiting for me there and the effort and the sort of way i yeah yeah um so yeah of course i could have started working a year and a half ago maybe um but Uh, it's worth the the wait (laughs) yeah um and so how many languages then <laughs> are you up to now <laughs> well italian is my mother tongue um i started in english and english, i can speak english okay <laughs> i would say uh, <laughs> um, more than okay, more than okay. <laughs> uh, then my mom is dominican she speaks spanish she never taught it to me so then one day i decided that i wanted to learn a bit so i went to spain uh for summer i took intensive courses before that i studied on my own to reach a acceptable level to be able to t- get the most out of my experience my summer um and i yeah for example my as i, uh, my, as I said but my i live now with a peruvian girl in the netherlands my flatmate oh. 
Okay. Um, just, I mean, she's just a friend that I met and we decided to go live together. But, uh, we speak Spanish to each other. Okay. Um, wow. I lived in France. Fra French is similar to Italian. I can still remember it very well. German, that would be the fifth. Um, and since I came back, I stopped speaking German because I wanted to learn Dutch and they're very similar. So I was getting very confused. So I have mm. to completely stop German. The people who talk to me in German, I told them I cannot do this because it's very confusing. <laughs> so we should revert to any other language you can choose. It doesn't matter, but English, French, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Italian, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so I would don't consider German anymore, even if I understand and stuff, but I cannot right. really speak it now. I would have to go back and live there for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, and Dutch is the sixth. Wow, but that is seriously you, yeah. impressive. <laughs> but if you get rid of German. That is seriously wow. impressive. Wow. I feel like I need to get onto Duolingo <laughs> <laughs> and start at the third. Um, so just before you go then, what would some advice be? to a student who is looking into doing Erasmus, what would you, what advice would you give? Um, well, about the choice, uh, if you doubt whether you want to go on Erasmus or not, just go. <laughs> advice number one. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, really, like the things you learn and the experience is so much more valuable than any other kind of excuse you can have not to go like, oh, my grades uh, won't be as good or it will take six months longer to graduate. Huh. You know, you're going to live to your 100, probably six months extra <laughs> university is not going to make a big difference. But one year abroad is going to change you in yeah ways you cannot imagine. Um, mm. If you, About the choice of the country, I would say, a country where you like the language and possibly the culture, because if you like it, it's going to be easier for you to learn and to integrate. Mm -hmm. And if you want to enjoy yourself very much, then choose a cheaper country than where you are. Because if you go, for example, to Denmark and you come from Italy, the cost of living mm -hmm. there is so much higher. As a student, you usually don't have that much money available to you at all times. Um, so you would have to worry about money a lot. And I've heard it from people that went to Scandinavia, from Italy, Spain, and so. Um, and then, can be tough, yeah. you know, once you're there, just, you know, the most important thing is that you enjoy it and that you, yeah, do your best. And things actually, you can never fail. And even if you fail one exam, you would have succeeded in so many other ways then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. And come, and come away with so many skills. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And <laughs> thank you again for taking time out of your holidays to speak with us. <laughs> oh, thank you for inviting me. I was very happy and excited. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So good luck with the rest of everything and hopefully... And we'll chat to you again in six months and you'll be practicing in uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alexia. <laughs> have a beautiful holiday when you will have it. And uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and got something useful from uh, the tips that Andrea shared with us and his personal experience. 
if you did enjoy it don't forget to leave a review um and tell us what you think of the show until next time bye